It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is there any chance Jordan Lyles is somewhat average in 2024? I'll tell you next on Locked On Royals. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are tuning into another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter or X at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. You also can find us on wherever you get your podcasts. That can be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Odyssey. We're also on YouTube. Our goal is to get to 1,200 by opening day, which is just under a month away now at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, so be sure to keep subscribing. Send it to somebody who hasn't subscribed, and we'll continue to grow that number throughout the coming weeks. If you're a first-time listener, of course, welcome in. We love new listeners here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you want to know a little bit more about me, I work here in Kansas City, based in Kansas City at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Got a show once a week over there. And Monday through Friday, I got a show on ESPN Kansas City. So if you ever want to catch me over there on things that may not always pertain to Major League Baseball, uh, very easy to find me on those platforms. But when you click on this link, you know that you are getting 30 straight minutes of Royals baseball. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. I just brought up opening day. I brought up some concerts that are going to be coming to Kansas City or wherever you may be listening. Just check it out over on Game Time. They've got the best deals. They make it very easy on you. And we've got a code that can save you some money for your first purchase when buying some tickets. Now, I strongly suggest opening day uh, would be the perfect time to use that code. But, hey, I'm not going to force you to go. It's whatever really interests you. If you like comedy shows, concerts, you know, theater stuff, it doesn't really matter. Game time can have you covered in a lot of different ways. Again, questions and comments can always be directed to my Twitter at underscore 15 or you can leave them on the YouTube channel or below this video, of course, on the Lockdown Podcast Network. To kick off today's show, I actually think this is going to be a pretty fun segment to go over, which if you would have told me this a couple months ago, you couldn't have forced me to put a segment about this player in there. And it involves Jordan Lyles. Now, Jordan Lyles uh, got his first start of the spring today. It was against Chicago White Sox. And like Brady Singer before him, like Michael Walker, like Seth Lugo, like Cole Reagans, no harm, no foul. I mean, really some sharp stuff. He had three strikeouts, walked one, gave up one hit, but two scoreless innings. And you look over the course of these five starters, I think the stat was they've completed nine total innings. The starting five for that rotation, 14 strikeouts, only two walks. So that's a a big time positive for Royals pitchers. And it's spring training. So of course you got to take everything with a grain of salt. But for Jordan Lyles, uh, he's somebody that, I do think needs a little bit of confidence going into the year. And from where he was last year, the expectation was he just needed to go out there and eat innings. And I know there's the ongoing joke, and I was very cynical and very critical of who Jordan Lyles was, the pitcher that he was, not the person that he was, just the player, what he was being paid and what he was producing 
out there on the mound, which wasn't anything spectacular. Now, he had three complete games. But I go back to this deal, and I go back to what the Royals were really trying to get out of him. And the more I see how they've assembled this team, the more I look back at last year's squad and see why they kept running Jordan Lyles back out there, it made a lot of sense. Uh, it made a lot of sense why he was still on the roster in July, why he was still on the roster in August, why he was still on the roster in September, whereas I was pounding the table going, get him out. You know, if you have any pride, if you want to try anything out for the rest of the year with an Anthony Veneziano or a Jonathan Bolin, get Jordan Lyles out of this rotation. But where this team was at and what they needed going into 2023 was somebody to just wear it. And I think... That's something I gained a lot of respect for uh, with Jordan Lyles down in Surprise when we were we were uh, down there broadcasting for Sports Radio 810 WHP and bringing you some podcasts as well when the connection would hold up. But when I was talking to some people around the park, talking with some people that were affiliated with the Royals, now the mentality was they really wanted to see what the young guys had. They really wanted to see what Brady Singer could become. He took a big step back. We talked about him yesterday. They wanted to see what Chris Bubich could be. Stuff looked good early on, and then he had Tommy John. Daniel Lynch, that was another guy they wanted to take a long look at. Alec Marsh was somebody they wanted to take a long look at. Brad Keller was still considered a younger pitcher, even though he had a couple years under his belt. But quite frankly, they needed a starter to just wear it. You know, if he could go out there and just get you through five or six, it allowed the bullpen to be rested up for a young pitcher. And that's something I maybe was a little bit naive in criticizing. That when this team started basically tanking in April, when the season was all but over at that point, you looked at the rotation and said, man, this group is depleted. They are really depleted. And Jordan Lyles would have some of these starts where he would get rocked around for seven runs and four innings, and he'd still be out there in the fifth and sixth inning. And it wasn't for McIntyre to say, hey, you know, uh, we consider him to be the innings eater in a productive way, and he's got to, you know, go out there and show that he's the, the veteran. He's the he's the workhorse here in the rotation. Because I think one of my criticisms was an inning eater is not somebody that can just go out there and wear 10 runs in six innings. That, that's not an inning eater because anybody can really do that. But the point of him wearing all that was so that the young guys could have a rested bullpen when they threw. Right? We chose to shell Jordan Lyles. And again, this is a, a sport about winning. If you don't play well, you don't pitch well, you're not going to be saved. You're not going to be given a lot of excuses. And I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm trying to really understand and convey a message as to why he's still here, by the way. Because even though the numbers were ugly, they were awful, they were terrible, I'm not going to excuse those. You can be an inning eater and pitch better than he did. But I look back to some of those outings in which he was rocked around for six or seven, or there were a couple outings, he would only give up like two runs through five, and then he would get shelled in the sixth. But he had to continue wearing it because you wanted that bullpen to be rested up, that bullpen to feel good, when Brady Singer took the bump, or when Daniel Lynch took the bump, or when Bubich would. And whereas today, you know, there wasn't much to take away. He looked good, or it sounded like he pitched pretty well. He, he was very cutter-heavy per Annie Rogers, a great beat reporter for MLB.com. But he went to tread this offseason. 
where Cole Reagan's notoriously fixed who he was. He's trying to increase velocity. And that kind of perks me up a little bit because Jordan Lowes, of course, didn't throw hard last year. But you get into that firm, 93-94, and also this curveball that he really does have a good spin rate on. That curveball is something he's really tried to work on. And when you take a step back, and something that I believe we've talked about a couple times in the offseason, the way they've assembled this rotation is to not really need a lot of attention on the number five. And there's going to be a lot of people that do not want Jordan Lyles breaking camp as the number five. They're going to want him either traded somewhere, DFA'd, or not even on the team. The reality is he's going to be on the team. Okay, unless he gets banged up or he's battling arm fatigue or arm soreness, elbow tightness, something like that, he is going to be this team's number five. Uh, Daniel Lynch, through two outings, it's not like he's done something that I go, wow, that's absolutely have to put him in bubble wrap and go make him the number five. Jordan Lyles will be the guy from the get-go. If it doesn't work out well, well, then they can turn to somebody else. But right now, I think they are banking on him coming back and being a better version of himself, a version that's closer to the Baltimore Orioles Jordan Lyles and the 2023 Jordan Lyles, which is a starter with an ERA in the 4-5 to 4-8 range. Now, you can eat somewhere between 160, 170 innings, and that's fine with me. You know, Jordan Lyles is going to throw strikes, effective strikes. It wasn't last year. But again, I, I think I'm a lot more mellowed out and a lot more tamed now looking at Jordan Lyles and saying, if it doesn't work out, quick hook. Last year, it was ugly, and they couldn't really give him the quick hook because there was nobody else to turn to. And when you're trying to develop pitchers, when you're trying to give young guys those looks, it's not as simple as, hey, just bump the veteran out and start Anthony Veneziano and Jonathan Bowen every single night or start a slew of young young relievers or young starters. You know, Try openers and stuff like that. The Royals did a lot of mixing and matching like that, but Jordan Lyles was the constant. Even though it wasn't a good constant, he ate innings and prevented guys from wearing down. Uh, I remember specifically uh, Brady Singer last year, and I want to say in 2022, remember they had to shut him down a little bit early because his stamina wasn't there anymore. His arm wasn't built up for that. That's why you need the guy in years like last year to just wear it. And that I can admire from a human element. I think everybody can. You look at a guy and he's, you know, he's paid big money, or at least Royals big money back then. But I don't think he enjoyed being the guy that had to wear it for six innings and give up seven runs. Nobody would, but nobody else could. And I know there's going to be people that disagree with me. And you're going to say you're being a Jordan Lyles apologist. You know, you're just trying to defend him, give excuses because you're always trying to preach positivity. Listen, I, I'm trying to walk back and and call out myself for things that I said. If they would have moved Jordan Lyles out of the rotation last year and started Anthony Venezion or Jonathan Bowen, would they have been much better? No, no. And in fact, that a lot of those guys would have had those two inning outings, those three inning outings where they can't go deep in the game. Lyles have a different role this year, a very much in the shadows role. Being number five, I'm curious if the velocity comes back a little bit. Tread and wonders for Cole Reagans. I'm not saying we're going to see a jump like that, but would love to see a velocity uptick. That cutter being used more like it was today, that curveball to be more of that put-away pitch. He's the number five. I'm not saying he's going to be there the whole year, but to start the year, I do believe he will be. 
And then if it doesn't work out, you replace him with Daniel Lynch or Alec Marsh. Pick whoever you want there. It's not really that dire to me, but interesting that at least he was working out at Tread Athletics and Andy Rogers was the one to report that after his outing today and a 6-1 to one loss to the Chicago White Sox uh, earlier today. They fall to 5-3, and three, the Royals, that is, on their spring training slate tomorrow. Royals and Athletics and Cole Reagans will take the bump once again, though that game will not be televised, so won't be able to see uh, what should be a very filthy outing for Cole Reagans. Okay, we're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back, let's give a quick update on where Renfro is. Should we be concerned at this point, or should we expect him sometime this weekend? We'll tell you next on Lockdown Royals. You are tuned into Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. Be sure to give me a follow on Twitter or X at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 1-5. Before we go any further, want to give a shout out to our title sponsor today in game time. Opening day is under a month away. Baseball is almost back where it matters, where it actually counts. So if you're thinking about buying tickets, think no more and head over to game time where we've got a great code for you to save you some money on that first purchase, whether you're going by yourself, you're going with a group of friends, you're going with family members, people flying in from out of town. It does not matter. Game time is the place to go to. Now, I'm going to be out of town next weekend. I've already you know, said that a little bit on the show. I'm going to a concert on Thursday night. You guessed it. I bought my tickets over on game time, upper deck level, but I had a variety to choose from. They were showing me the hottest deals, the cheapest tickets, good range there, the best spot, the best view. They've got you covered over there. So here is what you need to do. You need to download the game time app after creating an account, or I guess I should say download the app, then create the account. Do so after listening to the podcast, of course, today, and use code Locked On for $20 off on your first purchase. Those terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off on your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Now the Royals are going to have a little bit of a conundrum if this prolonged setback with Hunter Renfro bleeds into next week or the week after. Uh, I am very much one of those fans of baseball that understands what spring training is. Right? It doesn't really correlate to anything in the regular season. As I said on a podcast episode last week, last year's Royals finished a half a game out of first place of the Cactus League, and then they lost 106 games. So nothing uh, you can really take away in terms of the win-loss column. You want to perform well. You want to make sure you're not overly rusty because you know, not many times does somebody look absolutely terrible for 40 at-bats and then all of a sudden look like an all-star from one in the regular season. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think a lot of these guys want to get their work in, want to have a full spring trading. That's another important part. And for Hunter Renfro, right now it's not the case. Uh, we have not seen him, seen him in game action yet. Now we are eight games in. There's still 20 plus to go. Hunter Renfro is going to get an opportunity at some point, but Matt Quattrero and his staff are, are playing the slow game a little bit. You never want to rush a guy into spring training games. You'd much rather have limited work than trying to get him a full workload and then having some sort of setback in the games that you're playing down in Surprise, Arizona. Renfro, even though he's a bounce-back candidate, you're hoping that he can return to his 2021 and 2022 form. You've heard me say that times 
in the last few weeks, the 2022 form, 2021 form. A lot of these Royals players were good players two years ago, but not so much last year. They are those bounce-back guys. And Renfro, I think, is absolutely you know, one of those prime bounce-back candidates. However, I do think when you are looking at guys like that, when you are looking at uh, players that need the bounce back, having a full spring training is going to give you better chances. I remember a very specific situation back when the Royals signed Kendrys Morales, and it's not to compare Morales and Renfro in this you know, hypothetical here or this situation. It was more so of why the Royals signed Kendrys Morales and why they believed he was going to be able to bounce back. And back in 2014, before he came to the Royals, uh, he didn't have a spring training. He was signed midseason by, I think, Minnesota, didn't play well at all, and then never really caught on anywhere else. And so the Royals give him this two-year deal, and a lot of people are going, that doesn't make too much sense. You know, look at his numbers last year. Uh, doesn't seem like he's very healthy. He's a full-time DH. He can't really play the field. So why go after Kendrys Morales? And I remember the Royals front office, and I believe it was Dayton Moore, thought that with a full spring training, he can be that bounce back guy. He can return to what he was. And we saw just how special Kendrys Morales was in Kansas City. For Renfro, I'd imagine there's a similar belief to the fact that, okay, you have somebody that struggled last year, found a couple of places that he tried to catch on to. You know, he was with the Angels. He was much better when he was in Boston. Um, you know, he was better when he was in San Diego. He still has immense power. He can play the field. He's got a cannon for an arm. I think he's athletic. But the worry can set in if this setback that he has, this soreness that he's been dealing with, I want to say it's back soreness, uh, you have this situation now where he gets his spring training cut in half. Now, like I said, you have to approach it in a way of this guy needs to be 100% healthy before you play him. And the Royals have had some guys that have been dealing with soreness, some tightness, having setbacks. And you don't want that to be a reoccurring theme. You want these guys to be 100%. And I'm sure that Mac Quattrero is going to play this slow. And I'd imagine we'll see Hunter Renfro at some point this weekend. Uh, as for guys like you know Carlos Hernandez, probably not. I think he's a guy that will have his spring trading cut in half, if not cut completely, uh, just because you need to make sure that stuff responds well. But for Renfro... You know, that does become a concern if this bleeds into next week and it bleeds into next weekend. Because then it goes into, well, it's March 9th. It's March 10th next weekend. And you've got three weeks, basically, under three weeks at that point, to get as many runs as you can, to shake off all that rust, to make sure that whatever you've been dealing with is not going to be an issue in the regular season. And the Royals do have guys that can start in right field. And it's not like Renfro holds this power in the lineup like a Bobby Witt Jr. does or a Vinny Pasquantino or a Michael Garcia or a Salvador Perez. No, I think he's very comparable to MJ Melendez in the sense of, you know, stuff is going to need to go well for him to be a consistent contributor in this lineup. Like he is going to have to bounce back, whereas some of these other guys, you know, they're going to be a stable piece in the lineup. For Melendez, for Isbell, for Renfro, the three outfielders, you look at it and go, okay, you need to find a spot. You need to find a, a slot in the lineup that feels comfortable and you can settle into, and it starts working. Uh, with these other guys, you know, plug and play. Uh, they're going to be able to perform and perform at a high level. For Renfro, though, I, I, he was one of those guys that I really did wish he had a spring training. 
Now, we're only eight games in. It's not like he's missed 15 or 20, but lingering issues can happen in baseball. We're all very, very familiar uh, with that type of talk. You know, back tightness or shoulder soreness or knee problems or a quad or a hip or an oblique injury or some sort of strain, they can linger because you're using a lot of those muscles every single day. And for Renfro, of course, by far and away, the most important thing here is that he stays healthy, that he's 100% when he's ready to go. And, you know, I really do hope that tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, we get to see him in the league. Because I do think having this lineup at full strength, having this lineup come out on the other side of spring training without any hiccups, without any issues, that's going to be very important and going a long way in building off this momentum. Having, you know, one bullpen guy not make the opening day roster due to a setback or due to an injury like Carlos Hernandez, you can live with that. If you start missing pieces to your lineup that you went out and acquired or guys that you are really banging on, really counting on, that's when some of the, the wind can be taken out of your sails. That's when it gets to a level of, man, we just can't have nice things. And, of course, our guys get banged up and injured. You know, Renfro... They picked him to be that middle of the lineup, but first and foremost, you got to stay healthy in spring training. And so far, still dealing with a little bit of that soreness. Okay, before we move on to our final segment, want to give a shout out to Locked On Sports today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports today now, available on the free Fire TV channels app. When we return, no problems whatsoever for the starting five in the pitching rotation. No runs allowed, lots of strikeouts, few walks. Is there anything that we can take from that first round and take it into the regular season? I'll tell you next on Locked on Royals. You are tuned into Locked on Royals on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. Be sure to give me a follow on Twitter or X at J underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore one five. Before we go any further, want to give a shout out to the other sponsor today in FanDuel. Get Buckets. With your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And we are... Looks like under six hours now from March 1st. So March Madness is right around the corner. We're going to have the NFL draft in April. And, oh, of course, Major League Baseball is right around the corner where I can start giving you some betting advice there. If you're in uh, some some sort of stuff like that, I've told you many times before, you know, those prop bets, those parlay hubs that FanDuel has cooked up for you, those are some really good ways to win some money. That's my favorite thing to do when going over to FanDuel, but we've got you covered there. I mean, that's a great deal for some new customers and getting $150 in bonus bets with just a winning $5 bet. A lot of money with no real risk involved there. So head over to FanDuel, create your account, and start winning some money today. Well, the Royals have made it through their starting rotation one time through. Uh, Daniel Lynch has made two starts, and Alec Marsh has made the other in their first eight games. but. You saw Cole Reagans, you saw Walker, you saw Lugo, you saw Singer, and you've seen Lyles. None of them allowed a run. And from the reports coming out of surprise, the stuffs look good. And as I'm going to continue to repeat, 
and I'm going to sound like a broken record, most important thing for starting pitchers, veterans, rookies, what have you, stuff, velocity, it's important. It's important over the numbers here. Now, some guys have been roughed up a little bit. I believe I was asked on YouTube the other day about Chris Stratton. You know, his first outing of the spring, he gave up four runs. He got tagged. And, you know, I was asked, is that concerning? Not at all. Not in the slightest. You know, Johan Duran, Minnesota Twins, throws, you know, a 100-mile-an-hour splitter and a 103-mile-an-hour sinker, just unhittable stuff. He gave up three to four runs in his first outing. It just, it happens, right? You're working on stuff. Guys aren't going, you know, full go. They're not throwing max velocity. They're not really trying to air it out. They're working on stuff. They're working on new pitches. They're trying to locate well. And, you know, you're going to have those hit and misses. Like the second time through, of those five is bound to have a bad outing. One of them is absolutely going to struggle a little bit. That's just the way it goes in spring training. Uh, you hope it's not somebody like a Cole Reagans. You hope it's not a Lugo or a Waka. It probably is going to be a Brady Singer or Jordan Lyles. But, hey, it's not a bad thing whatsoever. But the question becomes, with those starting five, the rotation of what you got right now, can you take any of this and go into the regular season? Like, is there anything you can look at and go, that's going to translate well? You know, I, I talked about this early this week and last week, really when spring training got kicked off. And I said, everybody does this. Every fan of baseball does it. Where the good spring training stuff, you're like, that matters. That's important. That should open eyes. And the bad stuff, you're like, don't pay attention to it. It doesn't matter. It's not going to mean anything in the regular season. We always jump back and forth. And where I have tried this first go around for me, doing this podcast and spring training, I'm like, I'm not even concerned about the numbers. I'm really not. But what I have been impressed with is that, all five of them, whether they are Cole Reagans, who's throwing 101 with the induced vertical break of 20 inches, I believe it was, or you're the Michael Walker, who's had one inning, got three outs, but struck out, you know, Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis, uh, Seth Lugo, there's two clean innings, Brady Singer, two clean innings, Lyles, two clean innings, strikeouts all around. Now, I'm not so much concerned about the strikeouts, but it was purely what these pitches looked like. I mean, Cole Reagans, what his stuff looked like. Seth Lugo, uh, the pitches that he was utilizing. Michael Walker, the changeup that he was using. Brady Singer working with his two new pitches and a little bit of that changeup. Jordan Lyles going cutter heavy, but also has gone the tread and, and tried to increase that velocity and you know really lean on that curveball. We discussed that in the opening parts of today's show. It is so great to see that these guys in the rotation seem to be a really competitive bunch and have that ability to one up, you know, the other, I think last year, nothing of the starting five. I think Bubich was the one I was intrigued with Brady singer, of course, but he was off at the WBC Brad Keller. I had pretty much given up on, although they said you know, he was working on that slider. He never found the command of it, but he was willing to, to work on it. And yet Jordan Lyles coming over. Wasn't that high on him. We saw where that went. And then Zach Granke, you know, Zach, Zach Granke was 40 years old. Again, you you didn't really expect that much from Zach. But with this group, it's like you either have the elite stuff like Cole Reagans or you have Micah Walker and Lugo who have really good plus pitches. Lugo with his curveball, Walker with his changeup. And then with Singer and Lyles, the two bottom guys in the rotation, they've tried to work on themselves this offseason. They've added new pitches. 
Lyles is trying to add velocity. Singer's trying to add two new pitches. Like that to me is the most exciting part and something you can take into the regular season. Whereas, you know, if Zach was back and I know we've got a lot of Zach Granke lovers and I love Zach Granke too, but there was nothing last year that really stood out other than command. He had really good command. Velocity wasn't there. Stuff wasn't really there. He wasn't going to strike at anybody. He wasn't going to miss many bats. They were going to start teeing off on him. He wasn't going to work deep into game. Like that was your opening day starter. It might be Michael Walker this year. It might be Reagans. It might be Lugo. But all three of those guys have a plus pitch, has something to go off of. And the guys that really don't right now are working on getting that plus pitch. So all five of them in this development of we're going to try to you know build off the guy in front of us. That's what I'm gathering a little bit right now. You know, I think mentally for those guys that are going out there and starting, they know it's spring training. They know the stakes aren't at the highest. But you see Cole Reagans go out there and you go, wow, that's really impressive. And Seth Lugo gets to follow it up with, this is my first chance to showcase what I got. It's spring training. It's still baseball against another team. I can showcase my stuff at least. Show that I'm not going to go out there and be shelled for six runs. Then Michael Walker takes the ball. He's like, I only need one inning. And I'm going to be facing the starters in San Diego. This is my former team. And then Brady Singer takes the ball. And he's not afraid to work on some of those new pitches. He's not afraid to stick his neck out there. And even if it cost him, he was working on it. And Lyles, he's the last line of the fence. And it's like, you know, I remember playing basketball so much growing up and played in high school. And we did this drill where it was like a, a kind of a full court, couldn't dribble. It was a weave type of thing. Not just a three-man weave. It was more complex than that. It was like five people. And you had to finish the layup every single time. And everybody had to get through up and down and up and down until everybody finished the layup. And the last guy had the most pressure. It was like, everybody else has made it, and now I got to make it. And so with this rotation, it was like, everybody else is just easily laying it in there. And the next guy's like, well, now I got to do it. I got to lay this in. It should be easy, but pressure can be on me. And they get through all five of their starts and no issues, no problems with it whatsoever. And that's what I like to see. I wouldn't have cared if a run was given up or two runs were given up or somebody had a bad outing that happened in spring training. But I kind of like this, this battle a little bit of, I'm going to try to one up the guy that went before me. And now Cole Reagans takes the ball tomorrow. You hope for more of the same of what you saw in his start on Sunday against the angels. He's facing the Oakland athletics. So feel bad for the double a hitters and the, the triple a guys are going to have to face him tomorrow, at least for the first two innings he throws, or maybe they stretch him out into three. Then after that, it'll be Lugo, then Walker, then Singer, then Lyles. They'll probably mix and match in a couple split squads with Martian Lynch again, maybe Bowen or Veneziano, but it's fun stuff. I think there is at least a tiny bit of something you can take in the regular season, not so much the, the strikeout numbers and the lack of walks. That's all going to really be shown in the regular season. But the, the one-up mentality, I love it so far. They get through the, the first five starts in the rotation, no runs allowed, 14 strikeouts, only two walks. Good stuff from the Royals starters. Okay, that's going to do it for another edition of Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I've been your host, Jack Johnson. Be sure to give me that follow on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15 and catch us on wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and we're on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. Before we say goodbye, one last shout out to Lockdown Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Lockdown Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. Tomorrow, we're going to have another Mailbag Friday edition, so I'll be answering all the questions you send my way on Twitter or on YouTube. But until then, 
You take it easy, Kansas City. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 